Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Teacher Let Your Light Shine. This is episode 97 and this is a very exciting time because it is the end of July and not only are many of us starting back to school or we're starting new careers or we're starting new businesses, maybe you're a homeschooling mom, there's just this energy in the air where we know that something new, something exciting and maybe even something a little intimidating is getting ready to happen. Did you also realize that we are just four episodes away from episode 100. We've got this episode and then 98, 99, and then our 100th episode. That means that there have been 100 episodes, thousands of hours of free content helping you prepare your journey through either homeschooling or leaving your position as a teacher and creating your own educational entrepreneurship journey. We are here for you. We're so excited for you. And in honor of being able to even make it this far with Teacher Let Your Light Shine in our 100th episode, we are giving back to you. That means that over the next four episodes, I'm focusing on your number one top questions and top areas of concern or deeply desirable questions. So today's question that we address in this podcast episode also comes along with a freebie that I'm so excited to give to you. You can head on over to www.teachersletyourlightshine.com slash resources and grab your download that's going to go along with today's episode. Now you can also write it down, but I love having something that's printed and something that's just beautiful to look at. And it's something that you're going to need to reference back to as the year goes on and as just the future of your business continues to grow. If you're a homeschooling parent, this is a very valuable episode for you as well because it's going to help you in starting your homeschool or just making sure that you are legally doing what, quote unquote, you should be thinking of when it comes to starting either schooling your children or schooling other children in any capacity, whether it's tutoring, whether it's a learning center, a learning pod, a micro school, a preschool, this episode is going to be very helpful. It's 10 questions to help you know whether or not you are starting your business in a way that follows state requirements and keeping your homeschool and micro school legal. These are top questions to help start any journey when it comes to schooling your children in a different means rather than through public education. Now, if you are a part of our Facebook group, which is titled Start Your Micro School or Homeschooling Business, you've already gotten access to this. And if you're not a part of our group, please come over there full of so many loving, kind members who will help you during this time of just figuring out where you're going to go and how to actually start your business and being able to do what you love and making an income, which is such a win-win. So head on over to our website, www.teachersatyourlightshine.com slash resources, download that freebie, and then get back on here and listen to the show. Welcome teacher to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. 
In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. Oh my goodness, guess what? I totally did not even mention this during our introduction, but there is something good for you. And that is, in honor of our 100th episode, we are giving away exactly what everybody loves to have. And that is a free coaching session for two precious teachers or parents out there who are ready to start their business, but they need help in any area. Or maybe you've already started your business and you need an hour to set and collaborate and brainstorm with someone, someone who can help you with your goals, your priorities, and strategize a game plan for you. I have helped teachers who are not even ready to leave the profession just yet, but they're just learning about the business right now. I would love to spend that time with you. I've also worked with people who have already left their teaching position, or maybe they're not even a teacher. They are a parent who wants to create an alternative education for their child, and they are building their own learning center, learning pod, or micro school. Maybe you already have your business established and you would like someone to just come in and help you from wherever you are. I would love the opportunity to set with you and help in any way possible. So how are we going to give away this free coaching to two awesome people? Well, here's how you do it. All you have to do is head on over to Apple iTunes and you'll find Teacher Let Your Light Shine and you will give us a review and screenshot it. Once you screenshot your review, you're going to email it, a screenshot of the review, to teacherletyourlightshine at gmail.com. So that's teacher, as in one teacher, letyourlightshine at gmail.com. You do not have to write a message. All you need to do is leave the review, screenshot, Click out of your phone, click your mail button, send that screenshot, just upload that picture to a blank email. You can do this from your phone, teacherletyourlightshine at gmail.com. The subject line can just say review. And if you've already left a review for Teacher Let Your Light Shine, you can still be a part of this. It doesn't have to be a brand new review. All you need to do is screenshot your review, send it over to teacherletyourlightshine at gmail.com, And we will be happy to put you in the drawing. We will draw names on August 1st and let you know via the podcast episode and on social media that you were the winner and we will have our Zoom meeting scheduled shortly after. I will send you an email. So that's so exciting. You will be able to have the opportunity to ask questions and get all of your concerns or maybe all of your excitement 
streamlined into a wonderful action plan. And just so you know, those reviews help us. Sometimes it can feel lonely when you're in the podcast world and you're speaking and you're wondering, is what I'm saying falling on deaf ears? I know that it's not because I see many of you in our Facebook group. We've got many people who have been so kind and gracious to give us our feedback on our business bundle and also those who have enrolled in the educational marketing course, those of you who have gotten coaching in the past. We're so grateful. If you've received coaching before, if you've left a review, you can still be in on the free coaching. All you have to do is screenshot that review, and it also helps our show be seen across many different platforms and being able to impact the lives of many teachers, families, and children. So let's get into today's episode, which are the 10 questions you will need to ask yourself in order to understand how do I set myself up legally as a micro school? Do I have to call myself a micro school? What am I? Like legally, am I private tutoring? What could I possibly be? Am I a learning pod? Well, for me, I am independently owned. I'm not a non-for-profit. I'm not governmentally funded. I am a private tutoring LLC through the state of Florida. But because I am not operating with any type of government funds, I'm an independent, which means that I get to make a lot of decisions that if you are a private school or if you are being funded governmentally, you would have tons of red tape compared to having your own LLC. I have many families and parents and teachers wondering about testing and evaluation. They want to know about the requirements that every different state in the U.S proposes for homeschooling families or for micro schools. Many families, many teachers, they want to know what grades can I do? How can I do multiple age groups? Should I do multiple age groups? What grades should I focus on? Should I even give letter grades? Do I have to score? Do I have to keep a portfolio? What about high school and beyond? How do I record keep? What do I teach? What if I have a student with special needs or a child with special needs? Well, I'm going to tell you that your first stop is to head to hslda.org. Again, that is hslda.org. It stands for Homeschool Legal Defense Association, hslda.org. Now, I'm not going to tell you that they're going to tell you exactly how to set up a preschool or a micro school or a learning pod or a private tutoring. They're not going to do that. But at least you will know if you are working with students who are at grade levels anywhere from kindergarten through 12th grade, you're going to need to know how to set your business up legally. So for an example, I'm in Florida. I would go to hslda.org and I would type in Florida and I would look at my state laws because I want to create a micro school. You will find that in the state of Florida, we have three options for homeschooling. Your state may have one option, your state may have two, your state may have five. For Florida, we have three options for homeschooling. This is good for parents and teachers to know. Now, what's next on this website of hslda.org is knowing how to homeschool under the homeschool statute. So for an example, in the state of Florida, there are three steps. And trust me when I tell you that I had to go through a rabbit hole to figure all of this out. I would be watching YouTube videos and I'd be trying to find podcasts, but at that time there wasn't any podcast that was teaching me how I could go and figure out 
the legal requirements, if I could homeschool, how to homeschool, if I could homeschool other children's family, because technically there's not an umbrella for micro schools right now, legally in a state way. So this is the way that through the state of Florida, I was able to establish my micro school as a private tutoring business that helps tutor homeschooled families. And from that, we've been able to blaze a trail. Now, for you, it might be different with your state. But in the state of Florida, there are three protocols that we must take in order to follow the homeschool statute. And one, parents have to give a notice of intent saying to the school, I'm going to homeschool my children. Number two, we have to maintain a portfolio of all the work that they complete throughout the school year. Okay, maybe not all of it, but you want to show a record that students have taken the time with their families to have received an education. And number three, we have to evaluate annually. Now we can either do that through standardized testing or we can do that through an evaluation from another certified teacher or from a psychologist. So if you look at your state, it will give you options for homeschooling and then it will also declare the order of steps that you need to take in order to make sure that you're legal. You give a notice of intent in the state of Florida You maintain a portfolio, which by the way, no one has ever asked to see our portfolio. And when my daughter went back into public school for high school, no one asked for her portfolio. You are to maintain this for two years in the state of Florida. So check your state. And number three, we have to evaluate annually. And underneath that annual evaluation, it will declare how your state needs to go about that. In the state of Florida, we have a couple of options. Now, there's another way that you can look at homeschooling. In many different states, they may say that you can private school underneath an umbrella, which I am not private school. I am not private schooling underneath an umbrella. I am private schooling through my county, which a lot of people get concerned because they think that's going to be a lot of rules and requirements. I personally found that that was the easiest, most non-invasive way to begin homeschooling. It was just required me to sign a piece of paper and email it to the homeschool department within my county. Now, again, this is Florida, but I understand what it feels like to not even know where to begin. But I promise that if you spend just about maybe an hour to two and you make some phone calls after researching hslda.org, you can even call hslda.org. You can call your local school district. You can start to get your answers. Get this out of the way so that no longer stresses you out. Also in the state of Florida, families can homeschool by hiring a private tutor, which is how I set up my business. Once I found that families could hire a private tutor to homeschool, you better believe that's how I knew that that's how I was going to maintain and set up my LLC. Now I understand that not in every state are you able to do that. However, once you look at the requirements for homeschooling families, you can get a good sense of whether or not you're able to give these services full-time or part-time to homeschooling families. And from this direction, you're able to create your own path in starting your business, whether it be a learning center, whether it be a homeschool resource center, whether it be a childcare center, or whether it be becoming private tutoring or preschool. Now, Another very important information that might seem so blurry, especially if you are trying to build a micro school or a learning pod, you need to make sure 
that you are looking at your homeschool laws. Why? Because technically, there's no law for micro schools just yet. We're not a private school. We're not a public school. And a lot of people go, well, what are we? We're just a small school that's independently owned and functioned. And so there's not anything that you're going to find in your state laws right now that says, in order to be a micro school, da, 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 da. Now, I understand that there's some funding going on through different states, such as West Virginia. Many people are trying to begin micro schools or some funding that was going through. There's a little bit of a debacle, but there's nothing in particular that gives a clear definition from micro schools, which is so powerful right now because you have a lot of flexibility and autonomy to create the business that you want based on what is out there right now. And you don't have to be scared for the future. Businesses grow, they expand, they change all the time. And I am not afraid of any new movement that's coming down the pipeline because I know that we will be able to take that twist and turn and turn it into something even greater. I'm just grateful that we started off with what we have because now we have a foundation to continue building. Once you get the important pieces of this puzzle figured out, it's now time to ask yourself these questions. Number one, how do I set up legally? And like I said, you want to go to hslda.org to see if you can find a way to start your business through the homeschooling sector. So how do I set up legally as a micro school? Number one. Number two, are there specific hour requirements? That's very important. You can find that at hslda.org as well. Number three, am I required to homeschool a certain number of days per school year? Some schools, some states, they may say that you need to school for 200 days or 180. And in some states, it doesn't even say how many days you need to homeschool. It's really, really fascinating as I look through multiple states to see all the all of the discrepancies in the laws per state when it comes to homeschooling. Number four, do I need to take attendance? This is very important information that you can share with families as they come and they start asking how your model is set up and what you do in order to protect that family legally or yourself. So do I need to take attendance? Number five, do I, as the business owner or the parents, have to notify the state or the school district of our intent to homeschool? If so, it's very important that you as the business owner show parents how to give an intent for their child to homeschool so that you can then come in and help homeschool their child if you're setting up your business in this way. Now remember, you don't have to panic. We've got the freebie ready for you. It's in the link below, but it's www.teachersletyourlightshine.com slash resources. Number six, are there specific subject requirements? You'd be surprised to see that every state has a different subject requirement. Number seven, will I need to keep lesson plans? And if so, what do I do with the lesson plans? So for an example, as a homeschool mom, I'm great with that. I just tuck in my plans into my daughter's portfolio. And if anybody were to ever ask me, I could show them. But because I homeschool other children and I hold their lesson plans, I need to make sure that I have it in a place where if parents need access to them, 
they are able to access those plans. Now, to be honest with you, I've tried planning online. I don't like it. It's just not my style. However, I do have a paper planner. I do not give this to the families at the end of the year. I only keep the portfolio. I only keep the lesson plans in case a family were to ever need them. I do not supply the lesson plans at the beginning or middle or end of the year. I only will supply those lesson plans in case it ever comes up that the family needs them. Number eight, will I have to grade or record progress? It's very important because if you are doing majority of the teaching, then that's going to help be, that's going to be a responsibility of yours. If you are opening up as a learning center or a tutor and these children are homeschooled, then their parents would be in charge of keeping grades and records and progress reports. However, you can also do this as a courtesy. I know there's a learning center near me. They do not keep a portfolio with grades, but they do keep a portfolio of student work. If your state needs grades, make sure that you are providing that information to the parents. Number nine, am I required to give standardized testing? If you are required to give standardized testing, you definitely want to make sure you let your parents know. If you're not required, but there is an option, I would definitely give your parents the option to standardize test their child if that's what they would like. You can provide it as a certified teacher. If you are not a certified teacher and you are starting your business or are a mother and you need your child to be tested with a standardized test, make sure that you know who will provide that for the families. And if you are a center or you are a teacher, you can administer this assessment for a price. And number 10, do we need to keep a portfolio. Very important. I know that I've said this a lot throughout. Do we need to keep a portfolio? And if so, for how long and what should be inside of that portfolio? So again, let's go through these 10 questions. You're free to go and download that freebie. If you're part of our Facebook group, you should have already received it. Don't forget to also go and give us a review on Apple iTunes, screenshot it, and just quickly email it to us and we will make sure that we put you into the drawing and announce the winner on August 1st, one through 10, very quickly. Number one, how do I set up legally as a micro school? Number two, are there specific hour requirements? Number three, am I required to homeschool a certain number of days per year? Number four, do I need to take attendance? Number five, do I or the parents have to notify the state or school district of our intent to homeschool? Number six, are there specific subject requirements? Number seven, will I need to keep lesson plans? Number eight, will I have to grade or provide records or progress reports? Number nine, am I required to provide standardized testing? And number 10, do we need to keep a portfolio? I hope that this has blessed you today and has given you a really great start and foundation to beginning your business. And I hope to see you soon over inside of our Facebook group at start your micro school or homeschooling business. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the Virtual Teachers Lounge, known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. 
Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.